It is the 200 level episode 306, Mike Carpenter in the basement on this Tuesday evening. A nice early tip off. This is this is good. And a pretty impressive first half for Illinois. You know, there were issues, turnovers, namely. Terrence Shannon really struggling. I don't know if his eye is still an issue from Friday night, but overall defensively looking really good against a fantastic offensive team in Texas, making them look fairly pedestrian, including Marcus Carr, a familiar face that used to be at Minnesota. That was the Matthew Mayer show. Meyer, excuse me. <laughs> I will get that right, and I will get it consistently. Matthew Meyer's show. He was fantastic, as he has been in some big games so far this year. Maybe when the lights are brightest, that's when he shows up the most, and that's okay with me. That's fine. And also Coleman continuing to play very, very well. You know, Those are your two guys tonight, but you're getting contributions from elsewhere. I know Sky Clark had a couple fouls early, but he did have a nice three-pointer. Sincere Harris with some good minutes off the bench. RJ pretty much a non-factor along with TJ. So all that said, you are up three points despite having turned the ball over 11 times. And Texas only turning the ball over three times. I think the defense can remain consistent here. So I'm, I'm feeling fairly confident about that. If you can get a little more well-rounded offensive output. By the way, Dane Danger, some good minutes too. If you can get a little bit more well-rounded offensive output as I sit here before this half gets underway, I'm feeling pretty good about how the how things could shake out, excuse me. So before we get into the second half, I want to hit up the sponsors, DP Doe, online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices, dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Custom zones with any topping you want or some of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone, online at dpdoe.com. Also, Rector Construction, online at rectorconstruction.com. These guys are experts with any sort of home exterior project you may need, so get a free quote today by going online to Rector construction.com state farm agent brian hansen online at brian is my for life auto home business renters you name it brian is my guy and he and he can be your guy as well at brian is my we upped with him for a second year with our homeowner and auto bundle from state farm with great prices as you would expect but it's really the customer service from brian and his staff that kept us coming back and will keep us coming back for the foreseeable future that's brian is my for state farm agent brian hansen finally dogtown heating air and plumbing you know it's not too bad outside but we know the frigid temperatures are approaching and you probably want to get that furnace check if you haven't already and while you're at it do what karen and i did we scheduled our spring AC tune-up and saved a little bit of money in the process. So give Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing a call today at 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. The Illini Inquirer guys are out there in New York right now, much to the chagrin of some other media figures, though they are the best at what they do, and I'm not just biased when I say that. And Champagne Showers Podcast Network as well. Thank you guys for tuning in on this Tuesday evening for, what do we call it, the simulcast? Bobo in the house, Alani Brick Girl, hey, Nathaniel. All right, glad, glad the sound is good on your end. What I will do for anybody that's wanting to time this up is I will let you know exactly when the ball is inbounded at 20 minutes. And I, I assure you that regardless of result, this will be a less surly carp than Friday. I hope I didn't go overboard, but I was truly just annoyed with all the circumstances of you know, the loudest Big Ten environment ever. The fact that it's a Big Ten road game and it feels like you're always climbing and clawing your way just to tie the damn thing. Valiant effort, though, and one that I was more encouraged afterwards 
than I was uh, in many games last year. I think that when I woke up Saturday, I thought, hey, you know, we're going to be fine, which is not exactly analysis, but the eye test kind of bears that out. I think we are going to be fine. And that was a good first half here tonight. Let's see if Illinois can continue this. I think defensively, if they keep that intensity up, they will get the job done in this game. Five ties, six lead changes, and we're about to get underway here. I will let you know the exact moment when Matthew Meyer passes it in. Here we go. 20 minutes, Sky Clark with the ball and a three-point lead for Illinois. I'll mix in play-by-play and general observations as I do with these live pods. This is Matthew Meyer on the right side, back up to Coleman. Back to Matthew, two-man game here. Matthew wants to find Coleman again on the right side of the lane. Trying to take it baseline, nothing there, good D. This is Terrence Shannon from the line, up and good. So Coleman didn't have it, finds Terrence Shannon for the easy 15-footer. Five-point lead for Illinois, the first field goal for Terrence Shannon, the first points for him tonight. You know, we could say that it was, well, Terrence had zero points and you're up by three. Well, the thing is it kind of balances out when Matthew Meyer has that kind of first half and when Coleman gets his and Sincere Harris adds minutes like that. All in all, the score is reflective of how these two teams played. We know Texas is explosive offensively. This is Marcus Carr taking it to the lane. You know, it's funny. I remember him at Minnesota. It's a three-point game now. Always good. But I think because it was Minnesota, you didn't take him. I didn't take him seriously. I thought someone's got to get the buckets for Minnesota. It just happens to be him. Terrence Shannon, three is no good. And uh, Coleman's not going to get the push off on Texas. I thought that they might have gotten one on the rebound. They don't call it, though. And this is going to be maybe an easy two for Texas. No, Matthew Mayer with some good help defense and a steal. That is awesome stuff by Illinois and no foul call either. Matthew Mayer wants the three. Meyer, excuse me, and he makes it. (laughs) Hey, maybe next time when he shoots it, I'll mess up his name first, and that might be good luck. Matthew Meyer, 18 points, 4 for 4 from 3, playing fantastic after having just got a steal. He wanted that one from the start. 18-18 to go. Six-point Illinois lead. Would love to stretch this to 8 or 9 here. Just get a little bit of a run going. Matthew Meyer gets in the passing lane, disruptive enough, and the ball caroms off of Texas, going the other way. Matthew Meyer making an impact everywhere. Pretty cool. Yeah, and that take it, they're showing the replay now after he got the steal, and he just, I'm not even going to call that a heat check when he's feeling it. Just keep shooting it, young man. Sky Clark with the ball, 18.05 to go. Back over to Meyer. Getting the pick right from Coleman. You see Texas really ding him up the best they can. How that isn't a foul? A little bit of contact there, but it is going the other way. Maybe a little bit overzealous by Meyer, but when you're shooting as well as he is, I understand why he wants that shot. And the shot is up and good. So they're allowing some contact here in the second half. And I think that bode well for us if the officiating is consistent with that. Sky, just uh, reckless. That's frustrating. That's the kind of thing that will get me aggravated is all of a sudden this good start evaporates with two turnovers. That's 13 on the night for Illinois. And that's a nice feed from Coleman to Sky Clark. Get back up, Sky. You got to get back on defense. Coleman just is everywhere right now. I mean, whatever happened, as Jeremy joked, it was when I got all ticked off at him in the first half of the UCLA game. He's been so good the last three games. Off the charts. And a take for Texas is no good. Matthew has to box out. So these bigs for Texas present some interesting challenges. Allen and Bishop, right, is the other one. They're just good. And they remind me of the kinds of bigs you'd see on like a Houston, right? We do have length. 
but the starting five is not going to be known for bruising any bigs on the other team. Coleman wants it. They get a foul. That's Bishop. Yeah, Bishop and Allen just kind of look like clones of one another. All right. Well, up two. Darn it. It felt like, you know, you're up three at halftime, and the way you started this half, that feed to Sky was something else, though. Great instinct by Sky as well. He called for that. So, two-point Illinois lead. That's the first foul of the half. This one called on Texas. So, these first three minutes flew by pretty quick. This is going to be Sky inbounding it to Matthew. So, 20 on the shot clock as it reset after the Texas foul. Matthew with the ball. He wants it. Up and no good. He wanted the slap on the forearm. He did not get that call. Marcus Carr with Sky Clark on him. And that's going to be a foul on Coleman. Bumps, his, bumps the hip of Marcus Carr here. I think the concern is, is less to do with Less to do with your defense, right? Because I think that's been consistent tonight. But eventually, players make plays, which sounds very cliche, but Texas has dudes. And they are capable of an offensive explosion, which Illinois is not as capable of. So your defense needs to be that much better than their offense to offset the fact that this Illinois team against better competition, I think, will struggle offensively. They'll figure it out. And this is RJ not being where he needs to be. I don't know if that's a miscommunication or what, but RJ has been a non-factored night. He is going through what Coleman did last year. And there's going to be moments, I think, of frustration where you're thinking, where, where is he? What's he doing? Made all the more frustrating because you know what he's capable of. This is Jaden Epps with the take. And it just, he throws it out of bounds. No carom. And one ref is going to make the change here, it looks like. Not really sure. And it's still going to go to Texas, it looks like, because Brad's a little bit incensed. But the thing is, while that might have been slapped away, that play was going nowhere. Now, the overriding narrative in tonight's game is going to be, does this team finish out a close close game against a good opponent? UCLA wasn't close at the end. No fault of Illinois. It's just they, they blew the doors off in them in the second half. But will they be able to overcome that? And they get a block on Terrence. And... If he was in the circle, fine. Would like to see the replay, but I think they're going to go to the break here. So you see the frustration there. You know, you jump out to a six-point lead, and then Texas goes on a, what, 6 nothing run. And it's sometimes when watching this team feels like the counterpunch offensively isn't going to be strong enough. Ultimately, I think their toughness overcomes a lot of that. It leads to turnovers when you're on defense, and it leads to some easy baskets, but... It does feel like if you're facing the offensive likes of a Texas, you just got to keep them from going on a big run. Six to nothing, you can overcome that, especially when it's just a tied game. But um, I'm interested to see how this offense figures out some continuity or consistency, let me say, because so far they have not. And even when they took the halftime lead 33 to 30, it did not feel like that offense really had any consistency. To give you some context, We had three assists in the first half, and Texas had 10. Now, you were leading, but if you were to say what offense is more sustainable or which one can you count on more, I still would have said Texas. We will see. All right, I'll do a quick little break as we get into 
get into these ad breaks here. Uh, DPDO online at dpdo.com. You can order custom zones with any topping you want. Or some of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone online at dpdo.com. Uh, Want to get something out of the way real quick. Uh, you know, Robert Rosenthal from Illini had a tweet earlier tonight about, you know, he and Brad Sturdy and I think a few other independent media guys got media passes at the top of Madison Square Garden. And he was kind of bemoaning the fact that there were three representatives from 24-7 sports. And I I usually relate with, I try to, with the underdog or the little guy, whatever, what have you. But also as another fan commentator, uh, that, that line between journalism and being a fan commentator, it's getting more and more blurred. And I am preferring to say, you know what, I'm, I'm a fan. I will pay my way to games and all that. So I don't have a ton of sympathy, whether he's a writer or not. That's just another form of media. I could say that I am a, a sports broadcaster, but in actuality, I'm a fan that does a podcast. He could say he's a journalist, but in actuality, he's a fan that writes a column about his favorite team. Nothing wrong with that, but you will not get the same preferential treatment as the guys at 24-7 Sports. Neither will Brad Sturdy working for an independent com, And I guess that's unfortunate, but that's the nature of the beast. So my my thing with that, I, I think it kind of sat weird with me because, you know, I today bought the bowl game tickets, bought the airfare, all of that taken care of. This is a trip. It's an investment. Um, you know, and I don't have subscribers paying money to listen to my podcast. So I don't know. It seems like you can't really have it both ways is what I'm saying. Just an aside there, but I thought I wanted to get that out because it sat a little bit weird with me. 44 all. We're back here from the break. 1558. Melendez is struggling. We'll talk more about Tampa. We got everything lined up. See, this is the thing. They have offensive guys that we just don't, we can't count on like they can. So a 10-2 run. You started off so good. You were up six and now a 10-2 run. They're up two. It's going to happen. Basketball is a game of runs. But how do you counter? And I would say good defense overcomes that, but you can't, can you bank on that? There are the Virginias of the world that won a national title based on just sick defense, but ultimately scores are going to find a way to get the ball in the net. And I'm still wondering on a night to night basis, what is our consistent scoring threat outside of a Terrence Shannon Jr. Who's struggling? Coleman Hawkins is more of a jack-of-all-trades. See, that's a bad take by Terrence. Now he's forcing things, and it's like his depth perception is screwed up. This is a three for Texas up and good. Oh, no, it rolled out. My God, that was halfway in. <laughs> that would have been a five-point Texas lead. Yeah, I'm, see, Terrence gets the foul drawn here on, is it Allen or Bishop? One of the two. They Again, clones for Texas. You know, physically, you're matching up with these guys, and... I think that you can get this done. You know, we were in a worse position this same point five minutes in the first half. I think you were down five, 15 to 10 for a two, three-minute stretch in the first half. And then your toughness overcame that. Now, I do think the intangible factor of toughness can play a role in a game like this. But you just got to keep this. When you're not shooting well, you got to keep this a two-three possession game. A two-possession game max, it feels like at this point. And, and this is just where I don't know what offensively the, the plan is because Terrence was dribbling, it gets knocked out, he shrugs, and Underwood is kind of directing orders here. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Plenty of time. 
But against an offensive, I'll say juggernaut, because I think Texas is offensively, you got to have more than just dribble and shoot a random shot. I mean, Jaden Epps right there, it's going the other way. It's off on danger. You know, six foot one, he gets stuffed at the rim, and I love the aggressiveness, but that's the offense? Jaden take it to the rim against a bunch of six, eight guys? Now, as I watch this, you know, I'm not fuming. I'm not at that point. I don't think in a non-conference game this early I would. Today would be a bonus, a hell of a bonus, because it'd be a marquee win that would last with you all the way to Selection Sunday. But as the season goes on, if you continue to see these offensive lulls that are just hard to watch as Texas gets another, they have too many weapons offensively. So it's amazing. This game has just flipped. In the last four minutes, it's completely flipped. And what was a six-point Illinois lead is now a four-point Texas lead, and I don't know who's going to shoot for you here. This is Coleman, who might try to force the issue a bit. The hook shot is up, and I, I like the aggressiveness again. And danger, oh my God, the putback, it was in the hoop, and it comes out. I don't know. This is puckering up time here if you're a fan and you really want to win this game. Danger gets an arm on a Texas guy. Texas, I will say, they really just kind of fly around. I'm not going to say they're flopping. But are we really knocking the crap out of them that hard, or are they just sort of sliding all over the place? It's good gamesmanship at worst. I'll give them that. Too many guys to the score. I'm just watching this. It's amazing with the game of basketball. That's the third foul on danger. Oh, the game of basketball. Can, one minute you're so invigorated and you feel like, oh, we got this. We're the better team. We're the aggressor. And then three minutes later, it's just the complete opposite of that. And now you can't stop them. This is danger zone right here. And not danger zone, but danger. That's a 14-2 run and you don't have an answer. And I like Jaden, but look at there's a six foot six guy guarding him right now. They do get the switch. This is gonna be an offensive, but okay, Jaden does pass it. But what is the option here? Terrence can't shoot. Sincere can't grab the rebound. I don't know, guys. This this might get ugly quick. Fortunately, a mistake by Texas. And I, I don't mean that in an alarmist way, but just kind of reading the tea leaves of how these last five minutes have transpired. Texas now looks like the number two team in the country. And you look like a very young top 20 team that's still, you know the ceiling is in February and March. Because it's just not now. So what do I want to see and before we get to this 12-minute break? Get a bucket and a stop. you got to somehow get a bucket. I think they're going to try to find danger here. Because he's one of the only sure fire options offensively right now Coleman takes the step back three and that's no good we're just I don't know what the am I am I the only one chat feed that's wondering what is this offense I mean what is it this can be three for Texas up and no good fortunately get the board it's off of Texas God this ball feels slippery tonight um but yeah I don't know chat feed I it was an amazing effort from Harris there defensively. That block is pretty... This kid's what? 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, He's not going to stuff the stat sheet, but he made an impact right when he came in the first half. I love watching him. Ty's the one freshman that still doesn't have a role figured out yet. And even the other guys are still growing into their roles. And you see the tougher competition that a Jaden has struggled. Sky, foul trouble, and sloppiness. Hey, when you entered this season with two guys as your point guards that are freshmen, Danger gets low, a little too low. Yeah, too low. I love the effort, but he's under the basket. It's not easy to make that shot. 
So right now, everything is labored offensively. And if this gets to like a nine-point game, oh boy, I don't know. Not feeling good about that, if so. Here's Marcus Carr. This is going to be an easy three. Danger doesn't get on his man, but fortunately, no good. Matthew Meyer wants it. No, okay. Illinois gets the ball in the carom. Got to get an easy bucket here, Danger. Jesus, that's a hard foul. It will be two shots coming up here. You know, Trevor and I and Isaac were texting during the first half, and yeah, I uh, I think Trevor kind of put it best. This is invigorating and maddening to watch. The, the tempo and the style is just such a far cry from what you had last year. I prefer that in many ways. And right now I'm just riding that wave of, oh yeah, we'll see how this team goes. Danger's first free throw is up and no good. Okay, so you're going to come away empty-handed potentially. I digress. But it just feels like when we have the ball, it's got Crisco on it. Uh, when the ball is up in the air to collect the loose rebound, it's it's got Crisco on it when we touch it. And I don't know what you do necessarily and Danger airballs it. So you come up 0 for on a fast break opportunity. Why? Because Danger couldn't corral it at first. Yes, he got fouled really hard. But before that, the reason they even were able to get that hard foul is because he wasn't able to corral the pass in the first place. So Illinois goes to the trap here trying to force the issue. Problem is, and I like I like it, but it does reek a little bit of, oh God, what, are, what else are we going to do? Now there's going to be a foul called here before Texas gets the putback, and they'll go the line for two, but it does seem like things are kind of falling apart in this game. And there is a look in this Illinois team's eyes, not to borrow a Ron Turner phrase, but a look in their eyes like, uh, what the hell are we going to do? And whatever it is, this lineup that that was out there leading to this, it's not it. Matthew Meyer was out for a decent chunk of that, wasn't he? Now he's back in. But this is not a Texas team, the way that they can score, that it, coming back is not easy. And they're about to take an eight-point lead here. So Danger, you, you love the skill, but doesn't he drive you nuts sometimes? Keep in mind, though, I guess the good news is he's an old sophomore that has four years of eligibility left. So as an undersized guy, I, I don't know if uh, he's going to go pro early or anything. And he he wears his emotions on his sleeves. That'll be the occasional technical foul. There's an edge to him. But right now, 16-2 to two run, it's hard to withstand that. And uh, we'll see if Illinois can get anything going. But right now, they are flailing offensively. Terrence Shannon Jr. takes it. And they're going to get the goaltend to temporarily stop the bleeding. But it's a six-point Texas lead with 11.47 to go. And that was a blitz. Yikes. And Bobo, you're right. That shot was nowhere close. So that goaltend was a bit of a break. I, I thought that shot was barely going to grace the net. It was short. Terrence is, there's a vision thing going on right now, and I hope it's not. <sighs> Isn't it weird how the last time you won at Maryland was Sam Maniscalco? Is that right? The hell is that? Why are they of all teams? We can win it. Breslin Center, no problem. We win at Chrysler Arena, no problem. Win in Indiana, no problem. Cole Center. But we can't win in Maryland. And I don't think there's a carryover effect per se, but in the case of Terrence's injury, maybe. So, yeah, it's bad enough to lose on your Big Ten opener. 
but I really hope that didn't mess with his eyesight. That would that would suck. 2011, Bobo, Sam, Sammy Ice. I think, right? Yeah, it was because that was Bruce Weber's last year. Uh, as we got a break here in the action, just to let you know what the rest of the week looks like on the 200 level, we have a bowl special on Thursday. I Thursday, Sunday when the announcement, it took forever to come out, right? And had some other things going on. So I figured, let's just let it sit. I was going to get all my bowl plans together. And Thursday will be a lot of fun previewing Tampa. And I will be there. I got the airline tickets just purchased. Uh, My wife and I are going down on January 1st. Flights were a little bit cheaper on New Year's Day. So we're going to do like a park and sleep, park, sleep, and fly out of Midway. So we'll be spending our New Year's Eve at a Midway hotel with a free shuttle the next morning, bright and early, getting to Tampa. And get to spend all of New Year's Day soaking in the sun, thank God, and staying in the Ybor, is it Ybor City? Y-B-O-R City, which is east of downtown Tampa. So, excited for that. Got the game on the second. Lon is going to be down there. Harry Black is flying in. Jeremy and Joey will be down there. I guess they're going to road trip together. So, we'll definitely meet up with those guys before the game at some point to say hello and maybe maybe hope it'd be great to meet up with them afterwards for a drink as well, because that is the the Tay and Jay crew. If we just get Trevor to come down there, I don't know what his bull plans are. And uh, flying back on the fourth. And the last time that I was in Florida was for like a Dave show in 2015. And really in my life, I've only been to Florida I think four times. So, and never over a winter break. I never have really done the winter break vacations to a warm place. So. My wife just had, having got back from Orlando and getting a taste of that warm weather said, yeah, let's do it. So we're doing it. And it will always be the Outback Bowl to me. But I'm just excited that you get essentially, I know it's January 2nd, but you get a New Year's Day bowl game. You get the first New Year's Day bowl game. And I think a winnable matchup. I'm glad it's not South Carolina the way they were playing. I'm glad it's not LSU because you know the talent is off the charts. I think that this coaching staff can find a way to beat Mike Leach at his own game. I really do. All right, so Alana Brickroll, you're going to be there. You're basing ourselves out of Orlando. And yeah, more stuff to do in Orlando, of course. Yeah, you really, if you got younger kids, then just drive over for the game itself. And what is it, an hour and a half? Two-hour drive. It's amazing how centralized so many big cities are in Florida. All right, 46 to 52. I just did the reverse score thing. Make that 54 to 46. I We can't stop them and we can't score. I don't know how this shakes out, but I don't think it shakes out well. Just looking at the way the last now seven minutes. And that's the thing. If, it, if this were a four-minute blitz, okay. But this now looks like the number two team in the country woke up. And I mentioned that stat where you had three assists in the first half. They had 10 or 11. I That's not sustainable against good offenses like this. And the Big Ten, I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. But when you need to get a bucket, Matthew Meyer wants this. The shot is up, and they call a charge. How many charges? I mean, Isaac said this in her text thread. We are really good at getting charges called on us. And... Meyer did force that, but my least favorite call in the game is the charge. I don't even like it that much when Illinois is the one that draws it. If we're all about 
allowing freedom of offensive movement, right? It seems to me like the last bastion of old school knock your teeth out basketball is the charge. And it has saved, it has made the careers of way too many lesser athletes that I would rather not watch on a basketball court. Now, it just so happens Marcus Carr is really good and happened to draw the charge, but it's frustrating nonetheless. And Matthew Meyer picks up his fourth. Now, the problem here, and I like Matthew Meyer sometimes, but that is complete lack of awareness. So now he goes to the bench. You're going to be down 10. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, this might be, unlike Friday where I threatened to end it early, this might be one of those because what the heck is there going to be to say here? Five charges by Bobo's count. Now, in fairness to the way the game is called, what's the offense that we have? Running at the rim. That's what it is. It's, it's as if Texas said, we are not going to let you shoot the three. Though I will say, I, I don't know how good Texas's defense is. If you're number two in the nation, it ain't bad. But we have had plenty of games with better ball movement than this. I've seen a stagnation offensively where I don't know what the hell this is. So we got a five corners thing now. I'll let you know how deep in the shot clock the first pass is made. 14 seconds the first pass was made. It took 14 seconds to get a pass. Now we're on the fifth pass, 10 seconds to go, looking for somebody. RJ just double dribbled. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell was that? Get him out of the game. Knucklehead. That's stupid basketball. And a timeout. A double dribble from a D1 athlete. That is actually something that pisses me off. To get that flustered uh, and double dribble. Oh, my God. And Alani Brickroll says, I don't have an issue with most of the calls. They're mostly right. I mean, that's the problem, Brickroll, is that we're just charging in there like bulls in a china shop. And Texas says, okay, we took away the three. I like the fact that our shot charts for Illinois are either threes or they're around the rim. Okay, that's great. I prefer that over any mid-range game. Not And the few mid-range shots you've had tonight, there was one that TJ made from the free throw line, but that was it. But man, oh man, a double dribble. Are you kidding me? I mean, RJ's a sophomore, but he's he's got plenty of game experience where that can't happen. You cannot have a double dribble. That blows my mind. Well, uh, I'm adjusting my expectations accordingly because for the first time this year, I will genuinely say this team does look flustered. Virginia was 38 minutes, pretty much, of even basketball, and a team that's better than you closed it out. My thought coming into this second half was, let's see if we can close this thing out. Uh, well, you won't even get a chance to do that because you got blitzed in the first half, uh, first 10 minutes of the second half. So you aren't going to have that opportunity to close anything out. You got to come back against this team. Now, it's not over because you have seen this Illinois team against many odds find their way back into games like Maryland, right? But it feels more hopeless because. Unlike the Maryland game where it was external factors that were kind of ticking me off, this one feels a little self-inflicted and also, wow, you don't have an answer for them. You, you don't. 
So the double dribble is just salt in the wound. It's you know it's a silly, stupid play, but in the grand scheme of things, there's been a lot of those in this game. It just so happened to come at a really bad time when you really cannot afford a double dribble. Oh, ah. You know, it, it reminds me, my niece is in fourth grade now. Yeah, I think fourth grade. And when they play Park District basketball, they they let them double dribble because otherwise you're going to call it every 15 seconds. But there's the occasional kid that is really advanced in basketball, and th- they know that you can't do that. I don't understand. I, listen, Chris Weber called the timeout when they didn't have any. This happens. The pressure has been on Illinois here the last five minutes. They haven't responded well. But that right there to me is more than a double dribble. That's an uh-oh. We're shook. That's what that means to me. We're shook. I don't want this team, young as they may be, to be shook. And what that negates is your ability to be the so-called tougher team. If you're shook, you are not going to impose your will anymore. That's not going to happen. So we're approaching the 10-minute mark. It is an eight-point game, and it feels like if this goes double digits, it's pretty much good night. This is Marcus Carr. Sincere Harris on him. Fantastic defense yet again. And a good switch. Sky on Marcus, but Marcus gets it right to the rim. No problem. Okay. Yeah, I think it looked, Ty Rogers disrupted him a little bit at the rim. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know what Sky is doing either. That's 16 turnovers. One thing about Underwood, you know I'm a fan. I wouldn't trade this coaching staff for many other coaching staffs. I would not. However, do we always need to be really messy early in the year? Does it need to be that way? Now, when you're playing the style of basketball, you will have a few more turnovers than the opposition. But I thought the idea was that your defense and that pressure would lead to some easy baskets, and that's not happening right now. Consider the opponent, for sure. We haven't had this many turnovers for a while. I think the UCLA game, we had quite a few as well. But then you started creating them. Okay, we're back. We lost you for a second there. Sorry, YouTube. I mean, we got a what the hell was that from Bobo. I get it. Okay, I think we're reconnected. And if this goes out again, I apologize, YouTube feed. All right, 9-11 to go. Sky Clark finds Coleman. He pump fakes the three. He takes it to the rim. It is up. It is no good. And I, I kind of wish he would just shot the three, you know? This taking it to the rim thing ain't working. It's it's just not working against Texas and their length. And then this is going to be Bishop up and no good. Good defense from Coleman, Illinois with the ball back. So you're starting to see Pep in their step again, but we can't make a shot. We've been stuck at 46 for a long time. Coleman tries to force feed another thing to Terrence. This is sincere, gets fouled on the take. But it, we don't have anything we can do we we don't have you know what i mean this is this is really like not it's not deflating it's humbling it's humbling and it is a process and that's totally okay but much like the baylor game two years ago very humbling and you see a bench right now that looks like someone died sincere i love him but he can't shoot free throws worth a lick i i mean 
Oh my God. It's just. And your two Baylor guys, they each got four fouls. Sky has three, but he's back out there. I don't know. Just, I guess at this point, just someone make a damn play. Sky misses both. So here's, we've left four points on the board from layups. The one that Sincere did not get. We don't get back on defense. That's an easy two. I might be wrapping it up soon here, guys. This just ain't ain't in the cards, is it? No, it's not. We'll we'll give it a little bit longer. Six of twelve from the line, says Bobo. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just nine out of twelve. A few more. I mean, we're just forcing things here. There's no offense to speak of. No offense to speak of, and it looks like what happened here. A foul on Texas. I didn't really see what happened. It's going the other way. So what? What do we get here? Was there a technical? Because Terrence is talking too much, or what? Or just personal foul? I mean, I get being frustrated. You initiated the contact, but ultimately, uh, there, there's no offense here to speak of. So I, I'm starting to run in circles, everybody. This is just a really kind of excruciating second half. Foul on Illinois. Problem is, it, it actually probably was a foul, you know. And like Alani Brickroll said, it, it, there's not there's been a few calls where you're thinking, well, what the heck is that? But I don't really think officiating has been a driving force in this Texas run. Now, fortunately, they miss it. Somehow, you're only down 10. It feels like you're down 20. And the way you're scoring, I mean, are you going to get to 56 points for the game? You are not scoring. You don't have anyone that can. Dane with the ball, 20 feet away from the basket. He finds Harris. Harris floater is up and no good. And thank God he's there to get his own put back. But I mean, I love that. But at the same time, that's your, you had to get sincere Harris to put back his own mislayup or own floater. That's where your offense is right now. Ugh. Five points and two boards for sincere. Making an impact out there as he often, if not always does. Love that kid. Missed shot here for Texas. Get it within six. Come on. 7.15 to go. Sincere over to Coleman. Someone make a shot. This is RJ. My God. He does make it. He gave up. He he pump faked the three, and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. He makes the baseline two-pointer. All right, so this is no good. Wow. Look at this. A little run for Illinois. Can they get it within four? Good transition defense and help from Danger. Coleman wants a three. The three is no good. Misses that one pretty badly. It was a long carom. Can we get back on transition defense? No. And they get a dunk. I don't, here's the thing. I don't mind the three from Coleman. But you got to get back. Back to an eight-point lead for Texas. Finding Danger, and they just take it away from him. But no worries, it'll be the seventh foul on Texas, and Danger will go the line for one and one. Oh, no, 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 They called it possession arrow? I wish they did, so it just is our ball. Well, I don't need Danger going the line. Bobo didn't like that shot by Hawkins. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I say I don't mind it because of the aggressiveness, but just don't miss it that badly, and it would not have led to a dunk on the other side. Yeah, and I say get back on defense. Well, it's kind of hard when the shot misses and they get a rebound at 30 feet away from the basket because of how badly you missed it. 
ugh, but I'm not really going to get on Coleman because he's one of the guys that he's not hurting you tonight. He's been one of the better ones for you. You just, uh, Terrence is a non-factor. I mean, if he's getting his average output, this is a close game, if not better. <laughs> he's not getting his output, so you're really just kind of behind the eight ball. All right, so I mentioned that this week, uh, Thursday, we're going to do the Bulls special podcast. And then Saturday, it's an early game against Penn State. you got to win that one. You just have to. Penn State's not bad, but if you're as good as I think you are, even as you continue to grow, you got to win a home game like that, and I think they will. So that's 11 a.m. on Saturday. We'll do a second-half pod. Boy, next week, though, I think basketball really slows down. I mean, it's finals week, so they have maybe one game next week, and I don't know if any of you guys in the chat thread know what that game is, but probably some scrub team before Missouri on the 22nd. Was maybe thinking about going down to that, but we're saving our money for the bowl game. And I wonder, actually, what impact bowl travel will have on people going to bragging rights. That game has lost its luster, luster, excuse me. I don't know what Missouri's situation is this year. They can't be worse than last year. Could they? Six total games this month, and we've already played how many? This is the third. The fourth one, Penn State. So Missouri and one other scrub, is that it? Jeez. Now, is there any basketball game during the bowl week? That's what I wonder. I'll have to look that up. I don't think there is. I think there's a nice break where Illini fans will be able to focus on the ReliaQuest Bowl or the Outback Bowl, as I will continue to call it. That is the only shame. Wasn't Outback the sponsor all the way through last year? And this is the first year of ReliaQuest. And I so badly wanted a t-shirt with the Outback logo with Illini football on it. It's funny because if I look back at 2001, I remember when that team went 8-1 and one against Penn State, and I thought, oh my God, we're going to a January 1st bowl game. Was not thinking about Sugar Bowl. and Because I assumed that Michigan would win out, and then they would go to what would have been the Sugar Bowl, because the Rose Bowl was the national title that week. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, I, I would love the Citrus Bowl. I'd love the Outback Bowl. Because the Outback Bowl, to me, I think it used to start at 10.30 Central Time on New Year's Day. And what we used to do is we'd wake up, and we go to Village Inn Pizza in Champaign. And I don't know if anyone remembers Village Inn Pizza, but it's where a Jimmy John's is now on the corner of Mattis and Springfield. A Danger's going to go the line, and I'll let you know if he makes one. Ugh. He does. Shooter's roll. Seven-point game. You're within reach. Anywho, we go to Village Inn, and then eventually we went to Jillian's which is where Papa Dell's is now. We always had this New Year's Day tradition. Then Buffalo Wild Wings, because there weren't always a lot of places open on New Year's Day. And there would be, get the putback, get the putback. Good God, we can't corral the freaking ball. I like the effort, but sometimes I just want to say, grab the stupid ball. I mean, are there any drills you can have in practice? But what a block by Harris. Jesus. What a finish on the transition. Jaden Epps to RJ. It's a five-point game, 6-10 to go. Signs of life. Wow. Nice job by Epps and RJ, but that was all precipitated by Sincere Harris. Your lineup is Epps, Harris, Hawkins, Melendez, and Danger. This is going to be a three. No. Good recovery by Harris and Hawkins. So Texas thinks better of it. 5.45 to go. They're just going to launch something here because they have to for the shot clock. Uh, Marcus Carr, uh, the three. Gosh darn. Oh, man. Up and no good. What a break for Illinois. Okay. 
We have the ball down five, 5.30 to go. Can we put the pressure on these guys a little bit here? Can we make it a single possession game? Because now it's getting a little bit screwy on the other end. And apologies for this freaking connection down here. All right. Sorry, everybody. Okay. Jaden Epps. Sure. All that time on offense, and the look we get is an 18-footer contested for the six-foot-one freshman. I love Jaden Epps. I like him being aggressive. That's not the same shot as when he took the wide-open three to take the lead at Maryland. It ain't. That one was just an offensive possession that went nowhere. Texas with the ball. They shoot their own 18-footer. It is no good. But Coleman doesn't block out his man. And it's out of bounds going to Illinois. So we get a break. Now, I know that rebound caromed off a little bit weird, but you got to get that board, Terrence. And sorry for the uh, bad feed right now, YouTube. If I drop out, I apologize, and this podcast will be up later. But I'll, I'll try to keep it going. That is a gift, Alana Brick Girl. That is a gift. 17 turnovers for Illinois, 10 for Texas. You just wonder if that was a little more even where you'd be at. But there's still time. 4.40 to go. It's a five-point game. RJ wants the three. It looks good. It's good. It's a two-point game somehow. RJ stepping up big down the stretch. 10-2 to two run for Illinois in the last four. Precipitated by defense. A sincere Harris block. That'll be the moment, I think, if Illinois can somehow come back in this game. This is Marcus Carr from the line. Dane Danger doesn't get out to his guy who knocks down the three. Stop collapsing so freaking much. 30's not going to hurt you unless he shoots a three. The one thing that aggravates me to all hell is when they collapse so much to help and there's just a wide open three. Get your ass back out there. Jaden Epps gets fouled. Damn it. That just pisses me off. It's so freaking predictable. And I know there's not maybe that much more he can do. God damn it. You're in no man's land at that point. Now, in fairness, you know, there was another guy down there. So dangerous. But you're in no man's land. Marcus Carr has a guy on him. What are you going to do? Don't leave a guy open for three. I absolutely hate that. It's, it's as if, and this is coming from a complete, God, I suck playing basketball, so I shouldn't even be talking. But <laughs> there has to be something within the flow of the game where these it's like a natural instinct. You just get sucked in. It's like a force field. It's a tractor beam that's pulling these guys in and leaving those guys open for three. But God damn, that just sucks. It, 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 you're right, Braxton. It's just unfortunate. I don't mean to chew him out. That's not really... It just happens. Okay. What was I even talking about before the run? Five-point game. It will be Illinois' ball. Uh, I think Jaden Epps will go to the line. I hope to God he can make free throws because no one else can consistently. So the Outback Bowl, as I was saying. New Year's Day, being the first one. Now we're live quest. It'll be cool. It'll be a cool atmosphere uh, down in Tampa Bay. Never been to that stadium. I know Lon has. He was there for the Super Bowl when the Cardinals and Steelers played each other. And uh, got our seats today. Pretty happy with them and the Illini side of them. And, you know, I did not buy through the athletic department. I know. But the way that they prioritize is not based on total points, in which case I'd use my parents' account for that because they got more points than many people having had basketball tickets since 1978. 
but it's based on current funding. So it's not a cumulative thing. It's what have you done for me lately? And that's college sports. So I wanted to lock in tickets that were decent and I got them for a little bit above face and I, I like where they're at. So they are in the Illini section, not far from the marching band. So that'll add to the kind of pomp and circumstance of it. So I'm watching this replay here. I think they're showing the RJ3. That was some good action there. Dane just sets the pick up top, and RJ just cuts out. And 30, yeah, four did not switch. He got the call away from 30 on Texas, but then they respond right back. So you got two-point now, five-point lead. It's just, unfortunately, you weren't in no position to trade buckets with these guys. No position to do that. Now, I don't know if Shannon's even coming back out, and that's interesting to me. You got Harris and Hawkins. Epps, of course, to shoot his free throw. Hopefully free throws. All right, how are we doing on time here? Yeah, let's get over a little bit after eight. There's been longer games. Eight assists, Bilbo, this is crazy. Eight assists and 17 turnovers. Yeah, and that's not going to get it done. Epps' free throw is good. He does have a good stroke. Now, I think the sample size from the line is small, but he looks like he's a natural from there. I think he is. Okay. You're noticing Epps is in closing time minutes. Doggone it. Isn't he due to make one of those big late-game shots? He wanted it against Virginia. He might get an opportunity here. Okay, so it's a four-point lead for Texas. The shot is up for Jaden and good. That is a very good-looking stroke. So Terrence Shannon continues to sit on the bench. You just got to wonder, like, uh, I hope it's not, eyes are weird, so I hope it's not a longer-lasting thing. But he got his bell rung at Maryland, and that takes some time occasionally. All right, Texas with the ball here. Let's see if we can't get another defensive stop. This is going to be a three, and that is up. It is good. You can't do that. It's just, I don't know who was on that guy anyway, but Sir Jabari, sure, whatever. <laughs> that is, that's a name, I guess. He makes the three to put Texas up six. You cannot trade buckets with Texas, and that they will just ice this game if you try to do that. Coleman with the ball. Matthew Meyer back in there. He's just going to have to launch one up here. He's just kind of flying around with it. The three is up, and it is good, because why not? <laughs> Jesus. Quick timeout for Brad Underwood, I think. 64-61. to 61. And Illinois will have one timeout after this, I think. Unless that was a Texas timeout. But nope, Illinois timeout, so they have one left. Three-point game after all this somehow. And that's the thing. There will be frustrations watching this team, but the overall talent level will keep them in games where maybe they have no business being in them. You give me that assist-turnover ratio, Bobo, of eight assists and 17 turnovers, I say there's no way in hell you're winning the game. What it tells me is the things that are correctable are correctable. Uh, and the things that you can't teach are already there, which is why I'm very high on this team. Despite the first 10 minutes of the second half, despite having lost two games to better opponents, you're seeing that they're able to overcome a lot already and I just got to think with a little more seasoning and a little more a little more time to kind of let all the, what, what metaphor am I going for here? All the juices come together. I don't know what kind of metaphor. I'm just saying give them time. <laughs> give them time. Be patient. And I think the end result will be pretty fantastic. Hey, there's A.J. Griffin. 
whose brother Alan is residing in the Where Are They Now files. I wonder where Alan's at. Okay, three minutes to go. It's a three-point lead for Texas. Can you get a stop? Because right now they have hit a few big shots in a row. Every time you've got within one possession, they respond. This is going to be a take for Marcus Carr. He gets stopped back up top here. So we got three guards up top for Texas. We got that 30 just lurking, ready for a three. This is going to be Allen or Bishop, one of the two, taking it in on Hawkins. Great defense and no foul. It's Illinois ball. Chance to bring it within one or potentially tie it with 2.30 to go. Boy, if they somehow win this game, that would be a coup. Jesus. 2.25 to go. Jaden gets the pick from Matthew Mayer. He wants to take it in. Nope, he finds Sincere Harris. Sincere gives it back to Jaden. Jaden wants the long two. It is a good-looking shot. Gosh darn it. Yeah, it was in and out. In and out. I want him to keep shooting. That was a good look. Damn it. Got to get another stop. 2.04 to go. Three-point lead for Texas still. The pump fake almost worked. Down to 155. 10 on the shot clock for Texas. Almost get the steal, but instead, oh, no. Oh, whoa, he misses it. Oh, they're going to call the goaltend. They're going to call the goaltend. Now, Hawkins wants them to review it. What happened with Underwood here? Did anyone see what the hell happened here? Was Underwood that pissed? Because, like, the coaches were trying to corral him. I'm not sure. Was he just that angry? Wow, I, I wondered the same thing about Brickle. Almost like, did he collapse? But I think the way the camera was shot there, he's up and he's fine now. But it's like, I, I hope they show a replay. That's hard to say. I, I hope we get a side view. That's not a goaltend, but this is college officiating. He was running down the court, according to the TV guys. Thanks, Bobo. Is that, what do you guys think in the YouTube feed? I I think from this glance, it looks like it was clean. But it's so damn close that I don't know. I mean, I I would understand if they don't reverse this. I would understand that. And the thing is, does he get to it before it gets to the backboard? It's so close. No goaltend and the TV guys agree. I mean... I, I lean that way. I just think it's close enough where I, if they don't reverse it, I wouldn't say, that's ridiculous. It's really close. Maybe we get a break here. So that, that's what I was thinking, Brick Roll. It does look like there, there's, and it's hardly a push. It's like a feather tip touch that gets it to the backboard. And there was enough to disrupt that shot. So let's see. You aren't going to tell from that angle because... But it doesn't, you don't see any action on the backboard until after Coleman's, hawk, Coleman's hand goes through it, which tells me the impact of the ball came after his fingers touched it. And actually, you would probably argue that there's more of an impact on that shot. Now, here's the question, though. Was there a clear recovery by Illinois, like in a fumble in football, did we clearly get the ball afterwards? If they do say no goaltend. Of course, they were taking five minutes. Now, that angle right there from the side looks like it's clean. I don't know, though. 
We'll find out in five minutes. Gotta love the dead air. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Well, we're getting every angle you can want. I just think that I would lean it's clean, but I would understand, given the closeness of it, if they say, okay, what are they saying here? And you guys in the YouTube feed will probably know before I do. They're letting Billis and Shulman know. Okay. Or are they are they even talking to them? We're having a conversation apparently. They're looking at the monitors the TV guys have because they're bigger screens. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to college officiating. Not blaming the officials, but in this game where we you know, what was a ticket to the Jimmy V Classic? A couple hundred bucks probably to see two really good matchups. And the monitors weren't big enough. Still a goaltend. Man, I don't want Brad to have a freaking heart attack on the court. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. He's healthy enough or I don't think he will. I do worry about Bielema's health. And I I like these coaches. I want them to be around for a long time. So Brad, man, he was apoplectic. You don't get to use that word apoplectic very much, but he was that. Okay, so you're behind the eight ball here. Uh, that would have made it a three-point game. Instead, it's five. Tough break. I've seen worse calls. I'm not going to point to that as, oh, the official screwed us. Okay. 15 to go on the shot clock. Coleman wants it. Terrence gets it back. Terrence is going to take something here. We'll see if it ends up well or not. He can't make it, but a good rebound from Coleman, and they're going to blow it down on the floor. So Coleman's going to go up to the line for one and one. Terrence is a... Something's amiss right now. Problem. Uh, just rest him before Penn State. Give him Penn State off if you need to. And you might say, well, can you afford that? I don't know. Can you afford him playing like this? He is out of sorts. This is not him. Coleman makes the first. That's a big free throw. Second would make it back to a three-point game. And then it just comes down to a stop and a score and a stop and a score. Easy. Easy against the number two team in the country. Coleman with a solid night. Eight points, three for three from the line. His second shot is up and good. That's big. Big free throws from Coleman. Let's see if Illinois body... And now, okay, so they're showing press or no? They are not. They are going to let Texas bring it across with no press. 120 to go in the game. You got to get a stop. Because even if that would not have been a goaltend, it was still a pretty easy look for Texas. And their offense is really good. With 15 on the shot clock, can you get a stop and make this really interesting? Can you get a stop? RJ kind of gets stuck stuck on the screen. Marcus Carr, the unbefreaking leaveable. Score is score. They make shots. That was a fade away from the line, and he makes it. No problem. Only six points. And if you would have said that before the game, you would have said, well, you got this. But you also would have to factor in Terrence Shannon was a non-factor. Uh, Matthew Meyer over to RJ needs this. They're going to call what now? They call something that isn't going to be good for Illinois. <laughs> uh, timeout. Oh, no. God damn it. Who called the timeout? Coleman? What is this Chris Weber crap? Oh, Jesus Christ. 
He thought Meyer was in trouble. He calls the timeout. He knew they couldn't turn the ball over. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Well, it ain't looking good right now, folks. It ain't. As we approach more than an hour of a second half. Jesus Christ. I'm going to keep saying Jesus Christ because that's one of the few things I can probably get away with saying that isn't a curse word. I've already said GD a few times. Maybe I can't say those two words together. Hopefully I don't get suspended. By who? I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, Braxton, a veteran play, it's just very unfortunate. It is. It's like the timeout when there was one second left on the play clock and Caleb Griffin made the field goal at Nebraska, right? Yeah. He's trying to help a teammate out. He sees the ball almost get stolen. He sees Meyer get trapped. It was a little, I don't know. Listen, that game is going so fast. What am I going to do? Get angry at Coleman? Nah, it sucks, but it's not. So what are they doing? What are they looking at now? If if the official blew the whistle before the three or not? Oh. Sorry, you guys probably heard the music there. Time on the clock. So it's going to be Illinois ball, 68 to 63. Yeah, K. Andrew says it was a bad line of sight that probably led him to call that timeout. And another timeout. (laughs) Hey, you know, just a two-hour and 20-minute basketball game, no big deal. Not an NBA game, mind you. Now, fortunately, this seems good enough where I'm okay investing two, two and a half hours in this basketball team. But, you know, I think the takeaway is this. It doesn't look like a win is likely, okay? It's going to take a close to a miracle for that to happen. And the takeaway ultimately, because when this game ends, I'm just going to kind of wrap it up. When this game ends, the way that I think it is, we got the ball back in here, 40 seconds to go. This is going to be Coleman is going to take it to the rim. No, great defense. This is going to be Jaden Epps for three. It's up and good. Holy moly. He made a big shot. Now we need to get a stop. Get a stop. Get up and body on your man. You've got to foul. You got to foul or trap or something. Oh, no. You almost got it, but now you got to foul. You have to foul. Okay, well, some time went off, but with 21.7 seconds to go, not, not a disaster. You had to try for a steal for a little bit. They tried for about 12 seconds. Uh, well, Jaden Epps basically negated the timeout that Coleman had that took away the RJ3. So it's a two-point game, and it comes down to will Texas make their free throws? It's a one-and-one, so I don't know. Let's see what happens. The first free throw is up. It is no good. It was short. Illinois will have a chance to tie or win it. Holy moly. Please, 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 please. Okay. Jaden Epps with the ball. There's 10 on the game clock. There's a foul on Texas. Jaden Epps is going to go to the line to shoot two. Did you all just get that tightness up here? I did. 
man, uh, number 10 just ran into him there. I mean, it was kind of a no-brainer. Terrence is trying to help Jaden up, who had picked up his dribble, right? Jaden goes the line for two with 7.6 to go. No pressure, kid. At Madison Square Garden, no pressure. God. The first free throw is up. It is good. I got that tightness up here. All right. Uh, Jaden's got another one here to try to tie this thing up. Oh, my Lord. I mean, a timeout taken here by Texas. This is some invaluable stuff. The way you draw it up is you win all these games and you learn along the way. I'll say you've checked one thing off the box again tonight. Another growing kind of moment, which sounds very cliche, but I think the coaching staff would admit this is a big opportunity for this team to grow. You do not get these. (laughs) You aren't going to play hardly any team better than Texas. You are almost their match, despite the messiness and, and the fact that they're just offensively better than you are. But, God, if you can somehow double up that growing learning experience with a win... Bobo says, holy balls, Batman, this is intense right now. Alani Brickle is pacing. I'm sitting in my office chair. I apologize for the very pixelated video. Only so much bandwidth at the Carpenter abode. All right, one shot here for Jaden Epps to try to tie this thing up with 7.6 to go. Uh, how many fouls? Illinois has eight fouls. So the good news is if you get in a situation where you got to foul them again, it would be still one and one for Texas. All right, here we go. Jaden Epps, Massa Square Garden, a free throw to tie this thing up. Here we go. It is up. It is good. 7.6, Texas to inbound. This is Marcus Carr. He's just going to take it, right? You got Terrence Shannon on him. Coleman getting ready to switch over to him. Nope, staying with his man. This is Marcus Carr. He's going to take it all the way. There's a shot. It's no good. We're going to overtime. Wow. (laughs) Jaden Epps, the freshman. Marcus Carr might have tweaked his ankle a little bit there. I don't know if it's serious. Well, I don't know. Jaden Epps. I know their free throw. He scored your last five points. You were down 68 to 63. He makes the three. He makes both free throws. Your freshman, Jaden Epps. And I said after the Maryland game, I'm like, I think this kid's going to make more shots in key moments than he's going to miss. And against Virginia and against Maryland, he wasn't hitting them when you needed them the most. And today he did. That defense was phenomenal by Terrence Shannon Jr. We're going to overtime. And you tell me what team is feeling good going into overtime. I mean, it's not Texas. Because right now, you just gave up. You were in control of that game for the second half. You could argue they kind of blew it. So make them pay. Make them pay for this. Mm. Braxton says, steal this game and get the blank on the bus. Hey, there are a few better games to steal than this one, Braxton, because Texas is going to, if not win the Big 12, they'll be right there with Kansas because Kansas is always there, and that means that this would be a marquee win you can just just put in your pocket and have for Selection Sunday. And you already got one in UCLA that will run 
things along with Arizona out west. So pocket this if you can. Now, the long-term ramifications to me are still that this team has this insane ability. And we saw this in the Maryland game and now this one. This insane ability that even when it looks absolutely hopeless... Their ceiling is so, or let me rephrase, their floor is so high based on the athleticism, the length, and defense that can give them another shot, give them another shot. The things they lack in are mostly fixable, and to me, that's the most exciting part about this team. All the intangible things, the athleticism, the things that you can't really work on in the weight room, they are already there. Now, it's just putting it all together. And you see Jaden Epps. I mean, does he look like an 18-year-old? I mean, that's that face has this kind of wisdom to it of someone that's played quite a bit. Now, Marcus Carr's out there, seemed to walk off the ankle just fine. So we're going to have the full compliment on both sides. Let's see. What the hell? Proud of, proud of the comeback there. And now let's finish it off. Why the hell not? Let's get it done. It was just cramping for Carr? Okay. All right, so if you're timing this up, I'll let you know when they tip it because I know there's been some feed issues tonight. And it is up, and it's Illinois ball. Cool. So you just got to be one point better. Just simple math that me and Trevor and Isaac always used to do. Just one point better. Jay Nepps taking it to the rim. He gets the ball knocked away. He was going to try to draw the foul. Doesn't get it drawn. And Illinois will have the ball 19 on the shot clock, 14.47 to go. Okay, so they find Matthew Meyer by the free throw line. He takes it from the free throw line, and no, uh, see a fadeaway contested. Uh, I don't know. I know he's been hot tonight, but that's not the best shot. Marcus Carr now with Meyer on him. Bit of a tough matchup because he just doesn't have the speed. Marcus Carr travels, though. So Meyer does a good job keeping him in front of him. And a little break there. Iowa fans will get a 9 o'clock central tip. Hope they drank their coffee. Okay, let's see what happens here. Alani Brickle, I think you're a little bit ahead of me, and that's okay if your message is about what's about to come. 4.20 to go. This is Terrence Shannon Jr. from the free throw line, up and good. Much needed. So 70 to 68. All right. He has six on the night. Three for 11 from the field. Okay, Texas with the ball. Four minutes to go in the game. We're in double bonus. They are in just regular bonus because we have eight team fouls. So we have one to give before it gets to double. Good defense, and I'm glad they didn't call the foul. That was a tough take uh, by Allen. He has 19. He is the kind of big, long guy that we don't really have the answer for because Coleman's not the most physical guy. I don't mean there's a slide. He's as physical as he can be for the size. Terrence Shannon Jr. Three. Yes. Oh. Three-pointer is good. 73 to 70. Get a stop and a score. Get a stop and a score. 325 to go. Texas with the ball. Up top, this is Marcus Carr. They kind of clear out. Now it's over to Allen on Meyer. Tough matchup here. Allen taking it. Any help? Any help? Someone help? Matthew Meyer almost gets the steal. No foul, no foul. This is going to be 30. Steps out of bounds, Illinois ball. Whoa, what a break. 3.08 to go. Get a score. 
go up two possessions. Come on. Come on, baby. Go up two possessions here. Terrence with five points for Illinois in overtime so far. All right. This is a big, I mean, they're all big possessions. This is a big possession, folks. No kidding, Carp. Three minutes to go. Illinois ball. Jaden Epps running point. 20 on the shot clock. He finds Coleman, top of the key. This is going to be Terrence Shannon looking for Jaden in the corner. Jaden taking it to the rim. He gets fouled. He'll go the line for two. Great take, Jaden. Boy, oh boy, man. This kid is... We had a freshman class that was much heralded for obvious reasons. Sky Clark, the five-star. Ty Rogers, the Michigan State template. And then kind of sneakily, Jaden Epps gets here. And known as a bucket getter, I heard Derek and Jeremy often use that term, bucket getter. But there is just this... I don't know, man. Playing beyond his years. First free throw is no good. Ugh, make your second, man. Go up four. Hunter seemed to tweak something. Jesus. I don't know if this is cramping or what, but with only 250 to go, that can't be good for them. I think that's Sir Jabari Hunter. Don't forget the Sir. It's important. Okay, Jaden with the second free throw to try to go up four. Okay, second free throw is up. It is good. All right, get a stop and a score. Can we just stretch this out? Can we get to the under one minute and be up like seven? Wouldn't that be beautiful? All right, 2.43 to go. Number 30, I don't know his name, but he's dangerous from three. He's up top. Okay, so we got number two. This guy's got length. Coleman on him. And do we get a steal? We got a steal. Yes, come on, baby. Come on. 2.30 to go. Jaden Epps with the ball. Okay, come on, baby. Come on. Oh, God. Terrence Shannon with the ball. Taking it to the hoop. Yes! And one. Up six. 2.18 to go. (laughs) Come on now. Make this, Terrence. Make it a three-possession game. Whoa! In traffic. No charge. How about that? Ah. What a finish. What a take. Come on, Terrence. Make this free throw, baby. Come on. Make this free throw. 218 to go. Illinois up six. This is his first free throw attempt tonight. A few dribbles at the line. It is up. It is good. Seven point Illinois lead with 218 to go. There are three timeouts for Texas, one for Illinois. Is Texas going to use one? I'm not sure. They get a pick for Marcus Carr up top. Marcus Carr with the ball, 210 to go. Coleman on him. They switched. Are they going to keep Coleman on him? Maybe so. And RJ just lost his man. You're up four still. Why? Why? RJ gets into La La Land. And you'll know it's a little bit different when, hey, we're just having fun. No, now I want to win. RJ is just a bad defender right now. And I don't, it's not bad, but just lacking the instinctive thing that good defenders have, you know? What's he, what good is he going to do down there? You give up the two, who cares? Don't give up the three to a guy that's already made big threes for Texas. Four point lead for Illinois with 202 to go. Ah, it wasn't going to be easy. I know. God dang. Marathon pod tonight, baby. (laughs) 
with 202 to go and the ball. I think there's too much time to to think about, well, we got to drain time off the clock. I, I don't know if you do that. At the same time, you well, you aren't going to rush rush a shot. I know that. So the question is, who's the guy that you want to take it? Now, Terrence has been the guy in overtime. I think that you need either him or Jaden to try to drive it to the hoop. And worst case, you go to the line and you shoot two, right? Trust your guys and Terrence and Jaden Epps to drive and draw contact and get the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully have Matthew or Coleman down there to clean it up in case they don't get the foul and they miss it or something. Just give yourself a high percentage shot here. Now, you can make a three and that would be great, but really just go back up six. And at that point, you're really just looking for one more stop, right? You would feel good with a score and one more stop. So let's see what happens. Will Texas do full court? They're showing it. We'll see if they stick with it. I don't know if they're really going to apply much pressure. Now, I do see Allen. Is that zero? Allen or Bishop coming up? Okay. They're, eh, Marcus Carr is defending Jaden full court. Jaden does get it across with some time to spare. So we have 20 on the shot clock, 152 to go. Jaden with the ball. He's attacking, nothing there. Brings it back up. Okay. Now it's Terrence Shannon's time. 10 seconds to go on the shot clock. They clear out. Terrence is going to just take this. Is he going to take a three? Takes it to the line. And no foul. Got to stop the ball here in transition. Got to stop the ball in transition. And Coleman just knocks the crap out of him. I mean, (laughs) this is going to be a little unfortunate when a couple boneheaded defensive plays cost you six points. Going to be a little unfortunate. You know, that's that stinks. And I really don't want this to be another one like, oh, well, you know, they learned a lot, but they still can't finish the games. You can't foul there. Is this three shots, everybody? I assume it is. And I I wish a foot was on the line, but I think it was a three point. Jesus Christ, Coleman. That's just bad. Uh, he's going to make all three, so it'll be a one-point game with 129 to go. So you've just given up six points in 30 seconds because RJ sagged too much and Coleman fouls a three-point shooter. Can't happen. Cannot happen. Boy, did that take a turn. Let's see how they respond. Let's see how they respond. This is Jaden with Marcus Carr on him. Freshman versus, I think, a fifth-year senior. 120 to go. You need someone to score here. Jaden taking it to the rim, makes it. Jesus Christ, Jaden. <laughs> that was not easy. Uh, Marcus Carr bringing it back the other way. This is going to be Allen for Texas. Coleman on him. Has to dribble it back out. Jaden on Marcus Carr refuses to let him get the ball. No, this is Allen now with RJ on him. RJ gets the ball. Get it, get it, get it. Over the back. No, oh, they say it's... A tip by Illinois. The shot is up for Marcus Carr. It is no good. It is a foul on Texas. Holy crap. 44.8 to go. That's on Cunningham. He's number 30. RJ gets the block. Whoa. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um what a block, RJ. Staying with him. And that three-pointer, yeah, that was a great call. Cunningham push off. RJ makes the first. It's a four-point game with 44.8 to go. That was a good call. He did put his forearm, little forearm shiver into RJ's back. RJ Melendez with a second shot to go up five with 44.8 to go. You're going to see Marcus Carr just attack regardless. The shot is up, and it is good. It's a five-point Illinois lead, 44.8 to go. All right, this is Marcus Carr. He's just going to take it. There's going to be pick. No, okay. Terrence avoids the pick. This is going to be taken in. It's a block. Get it. Yes. Okay. And a foul. We're going. We're going the other way. Yes. Okay. So uh, I don't know if they're. Help me out, everybody. Because are they going the monitor? The official review for what? What? Okay. So the great defense. They're they're looking at the review. I'm I'm not sure for what. And I apologize for kind of being in the dark here. Uh, okay, so as I look at this replay, Marcus Carr is taking it in, and this is going to be, it looks like it's out on, well, I don't know, it's our ball. Oh, yeah, he's in bounds. <laughs> I mean, he pointed like, what do you want? Yeah, he's in bounds. It's not even close. Okay, so it will be Illinois ball after this rather meaningless uh, review up five with the ball. Good question, Alani Brickle. You got to review everything nowadays. Is he still looking at it? Jesus Christ, these guys are. Now, I will say, I I think overall though, I haven't had many qualms with the officiating. They're back on the court, so I'll say I don't think the officiating has affected the game one way or the other tonight. And honestly, I don't think it does most nights. But every now and then, yes, it does get frustrating, especially in college football. Okay, Illinois ball. How are we in this position? I mean, you said it. Was it a one-eyed brick girl that said, what is happening? Oh, my God. Yeah, probably so, Ken Toner. Probably so. I think Underwood would disagree with me about officiating because he literally, his head almost came clean off earlier. Texas calls a timeout with 38 seconds to go. I wonder what the record length for a second half pot is. If I recall, actually, I remember what it was. In 2020, Illinois played at Indiana. I think it went double OT, and it eventually was the Curbelo and Kofi show. And uh, (laughs) that was what we called the stupidest game ever played because it was just a really frustrating game, but you won in double overtime. You got just enough. I think that podcast went over two hours because it was the second half and two overtimes. This one will probably end up being about 90 minutes. So there we go. I think there were so many fouls that game, Brickle, because Io fouled out. Maybe Adam Miller did too. I feel like the lineup at the end of the game, it was just Curbelo and Kofi doing their thing. Maybe Trent was out there too. It was a three-hour game, Joseph. It was ridiculous. Okay, Illinois is 8-42 and all-time versus AP top two opponents. The last win, you remember, March 2nd, 2021, against Michigan. Smoked him. Boy, oh boy. 
Oh yeah, Trent got foul, uh, teed up in that game for saying cash because you can't say that on a basketball court. 38 seconds. He just got to find a way to get this ball inbounded to a guy that can make some free throws. This is going to be TJ coming up. Nope. They find Coleman who corrals it and he gets fouled. So 36.1. And what I do like about this situation is I would assume as a free throw shooter, because I can't really speak to it from personal experience. I would assume that this is all about, Hey, you got two shots to get this done. And that takes a heck of a lot of pressure off as opposed to, well, if you miss the first, you're screwed. Now, this is one of Coleman's sisters, but not the one that um, doesn't like me. Though maybe she's there too. Coleman misses the first. He was four for four earlier tonight, so that's his first miss. Second one would put you up six with 36.1 to go. All right. Coleman, a couple dribbles, one dribble. Free throws up and no good. Mm. Okay, stop the ball. Stop the ball. Don't let him just take a three. Marcus Carr. Oh, it's out of bounds. Our ball. Yes. Terrence got in the passing lane and it goes out on Texas because they were reaching for it. Defense comes through again and they aren't even going to review that one. Are they? No. Okay. Timeout, Texas. 28.8 to go. We are now pushing 835. <laughs> It's okay, though. On a night like tonight, it is okay. Okay, let's get it into Jaden or let's get it into Jaden or RJ, who's a good free throw shooter as well. And again, you get two free throws. Oh, God. Coleman is just, you know, <laughs> he's so good in terms of skill. He shows this basketball IQ that's really high. There's just those couple moments sometimes where you you get, oh, man, which in a way is being greedy because you're asking someone to be perfect. Come on, Coleman. You need to make all your free throws. And, uh, oh, come on, Coleman. Don't call a timeout at that exact moment when you're trying to help your teammate out. It's, I admit it's sometimes ridiculous. But he has been, as a whole, pretty damn good tonight. Terrence Shannon is a big reason why you're leading in half at in the overtime period. And now it's time to finish it. Damn, it's going to be 10.30 Eastern when the side, or sorry, it's going to be 11, what time? 10 o'clock when the Iowa game starts. I say the Iowa game. I think most people are there for Duke, but that should be a good game because Iowa's pretty solid. Okay, it looks like they got Terrence easy inbound, and he is going to get fouled with 27.7 to go. Cool. Texas, according to Bobo, has attempted only 10 shots in the last nine minutes of gameplay. Wow. Um, that's defense, right? That's turning the ball over, blocking the ball. Well, I guess it's a shot attempt. Terrence makes the first. Not to jump the gun here, but you make this one, three possession lead with 27 and a half to go. I think you're good. All right, Terrence with a few dribbles. It's good. 83 to 76. 27.7. Marcus Carr picks it up across half court. You get one stop here, and then that should be good. The three for Texas is up. It is no good. Uh, the putback is good, because why not? I mean, just a lucky putback. 20.4 to go. Illinois going to do what? The multiple guys inbounding it. RJ, get it to RJ. Okay, they get it into 
Terrence Shannon Jr. again. 20.1 to go. You're up five. Just make two more free throws. There is the thing they do in the, what was that tournament over the COVID summer? The one that Mike Dom and uh, Mike LaTulip was the coach. And they they do that thing where first one to blank wins. When a team gets like a 15-point lead, or I forget how they do it, but it eliminates, first one's good for Terrence, six-point lead. It eliminates that free-throw shooting contest at the end of it. It's the something rule. Yeah, the throwback, the TBT, right? Yep, that we had. And I forget the name of the rule, but it was nice because you just get rid of that whole thing. Terrence has now 16 points after no points in the first half. Okay. It's good. Seven-point lead again for Illinois. Just get one stop here so we can go home. How about that? 85 to 78. This is Marcus Carr, last gasp for Texas. He has the ball up top. Nothing going. Looking for somebody. They're just going to have to launch it up. They shoot it. No foul. Illinois has the ball. They're going to win and beat number two Texas at Madison Square Garden for a marquee win in overtime when I had them dead to rights. And I don't know about you, but it felt like it was. It felt like it was out of reach. Texas looked number two. We look like a team figuring our thing out. And in what is the ninth win in AP, top two opponent history for Illinois, you now have a marquee win to pair with UCLA for the non-conference, and boy, is this team tough. That is one thing that cannot be argued. The other things, we can figure it out. We can figure out those other things, but they are tough as nails, and that's what I love. And even a guy like RJ that had a few moments defensively lapses, what does he do? He gets a crucial block, and He gets two free throws to help put this game away. Terrence Shannon Jr. couldn't make shots early. He scores 16 points in the second half in overtime. Coleman Hawkins, steady. Matthew Meyer, red hot in the early going, especially to keep you in this game. And then Jaden Epps, Big Ten All-Freshman. That's the guy that's going to make Big Ten All-Freshman team from this team. He's the closer. He is supplanting in late-game situations Sky Clark, and tonight he earned it. A three and two free throws to even force this game to overtime. You were down five with less than a minute to go. You forced overtime and you win. Wow. Well, I think Thursday is not just going to be a bull spectacular. It's going to be talking about this Illini basketball team. It's a lean month for how many more games you have left to play. But boy, is that atmosphere going to be fun on Saturday for an early morning game against Penn State. Pretty exciting. Um, yeah, what the heck? Uh, what I might even do, to be honest, I might I might go to the game. I need to text my dad. I said, oh, I got other things to do, but I don't know. Hopefully, he didn't give him away yet. We'll see. This is fun. You just beat the number two team in the nation. You just beat a legit top five team, I think, the way they've been playing and the way they will continue to play. Worst case, top 10. Chris Beard knows how to coach. What does that say about you? It says you're a top 10 team. And this is the beginning This is an unfinished product. That's pretty scary. And it's really fun. Thank you guys for joining me for this long podcast, about an hour and a half, a little bit over an hour and a half. We came through late in a game against a really good team, and that feels great. And you did it in New York City on the biggest stage in basketball, Madison Square Garden. The storylines are endless. This was the immediate reaction pod. I know that Jeremy and Joey and Derek are going to have a great one later tonight, the three of them. But this is also one of those games that just you wake up tomorrow like, yes, yes. Ah, I'm buzzing. 
All right. Hey, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you, DP Doe. I'm on at dpdoe.com. Rector Construction at rectorconstruction.com. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend at 217-841-4728. And State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Thank you, Lana Inquirer, Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Thank you, friends, in the YouTube live feed. A lot of fun having you guys around. And uh, sorry that the feed got a little bit weird there, but hopefully the podcast audio is good for all of you at home. So have a great rest of your day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Illinois wins over number two, Texas, in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Have a good night. It goes without saying. Have a great night. It is the 200 level.